Hello, everyone. Welcome to The Common Ground. This is our very first podcast for our social studies department. I'm Meredith Manis. Jeremiah Rush. And we're just here to kind of give some shout outs to some awesome things that we're seeing going on around the district to offer our words of wisdom for uh, meeting the priorities that we have in the district and then to also maybe spark some challenges for you guys to um, have opportunity to highlight the great things that you're doing and then get some benefits from that as well. So first of all, I want to start out our podcast with some announcements of some upcoming things and happenings in social studies. So this week of September 17th is Celebrate Freedom Week. So if you guys pay attention to the introductions and your course teaks, you will notice that that's outlined um, all the different things that we need to cover in Celebrate Freedom Week, as well as that portion of the Declaration of Independence that we ask our students to recite from grades 3 through 12th grade. So make some time for that on Tuesday, Constitution Day. And then also upcoming this month, on the last Friday of September, is American History Heritage Day. And so we'll be sending you guys out some resources and announcements that you can do for that day as well. And resources for Celebrate Freedom Week are available on Edgeforia and also on Canvas. Yes. All right. So let's talk about some great things that we've seen this week as we've been out on campuses. Jeremiah? Um, this week I was at Vandeventer, um, watched the 8th grade team as they were planning, talk a great discussion of data from their common formative assessment. They were organizing how they were going to address that data and bring in kids to their um, Viking time. So really exciting to see teams performing at such a high level. That's awesome. And I got to go to a planning on 9-11. So I was there at Trent for their 9-11 memorial, which was super fantastic this year. And then also got to meet with Hunt, Pearson, and Trent teams as they collaborated for that morning. And so it was a great opportunity to get a different perspective on all the priorities that the campuses have and to really lean on each other for their expertise and, and trying out the new things that we have going on. What an, That's so awesome that those teams were able to get together. It's great to see the concept of a PLC branching out beyond just a campus or a team, but involving multiple campuses. Yeah, it was really, really good and great use of time. Um, speaking of the PLC, that's kind of what we wanted to talk about today, and our title of this podcast is Better Together. And we've done a lot of investment and training and supports for the PLC process in this district, and we just kind of wanted to talk to you guys today about what we see as the benefit of having the PLC process and how much we want that to be successful for you guys. So um, I'm just going to ask, we're going to go back and forth and ask some questions and kind of just talk about what we've seen um, as successes in some of our experiences. So Jeremiah, what have you noticed strong teams doing? I think the first thing is they value each other and they value being together and the benefit of working together. They're honest, which sometimes means difficult conversations, but they have norms in place that allow for those difficult conversations and they're able to hold each other accountable. Yes, we're adults and we're, we're professional, but sometimes we need reminders of those expectations, and that's okay. That's why we have norms. They take risks, and when they're taking those risks and trying new things, they're reflective. Was it successful? And not just how do I feel or the kids said it was great, but they're able to use evidence to see that, that, that they were successful or not. It's okay to try new things. It might not work, but at least knowing why it didn't work is, is so powerful. 
and just being focused in the backwards planning process, common understandings, the word common is going to be so important, common understandings, common expectations, common beliefs. Most important maybe that that common belief is just that all students are capable of being successful. And starting from that and that they're all our students is so important. Moving beyond the what happens in my classroom and my kids to what can happen for our all of our kids. That's great. So Meredith, thinking back to when you started teaching, what was your planning process like or your experience? Oh my goodness, it was so terrible. I mean, I did a whole planning process, but I was completely by myself. I was handed a textbook and given two preps and a cart, and that was it. And I had a coordinator that would come by just to check on me and make sure I was still showing up for work. Um, but it was really rough, and I thought I was doing a really great job. Um, I was doing everything that they taught me in college about planning and backwards planning and design. Um, but I really was all by myself, so I didn't have a good measure of whether or not I was doing the right thing for these kids. Um, and then got the STAR test that year, well, it was tax at the time, um, for eighth grade, and, and was actively monitoring. And I can tell you that I did not teach the right things for those kids. Um, I felt really bad. The school didn't even tell me what my scores were, because I think they were just like, okay, well, you know, that's what it is, what it is. Um, it was in a completely different district, so <laughs> I can say that. Um, but it was really tough, and I, it was very eye-opening to be able to come to Frisco and have a team and have people to help bounce ideas off of. And it really wasn't necessarily about divide and conquer at all. It was about learning from each other. And I think that was where the power came in the planning process for me. It's funny. My first experience, too, was when I came to Frisco. And I was at Heritage High School and we opened up. Our world geography team was really my first time of working with other people. My first, when I started in the classroom, was the same experience. There's your textbook. There's your classroom. I was literally the campus two blocks away from anyone else who even taught the same course as me, and I never saw them. So when I came to Heritage, it was so eye-opening to have one common planning time set, this time was set aside, but to work with individuals and the, the great ideas that came out of our collaborative work. It, we helped kids with so much, and I remember the star, when there was a world geography star, our focus on looking at data and really trying to make sure that our kids were as prepared as they could possibly be. It's so hard to do that individually. We only have so much time in the day, and so using that time not to divide and conquer, but to maximize our ability is so important. So, like, what are some things that were different when we have that collaborative planning time? How did that change uh, the way we plan? I think being able to have here multiple perspectives of what a teak, what the teaks mean, and then coming up with that common expectation was important. It's so easy to make an assumption about how the teaks are asking kids to do things and, and be wrong. And so having a team that can help hold you accountable and have that common focus to me was so important. What were some things you noticed, Meredith? Well, also, like, I liked that it kind of held all of us accountable because before maybe the person teaching down the hallway for me, teaching the same thing, was doing a completely different lesson the students may have been super engaged, and then in my class, I didn't know what to do, and so we did a worksheet. And so I think the learning experiences are better for kids across the board, no matter whose classroom they're in. 
And then it also holds each of us accountable to raise the bar for our students. Well, and leverage your experience and your talent, too, that some people are really good at some aspects of student engagement. And so it some I know we've all probably all heard of the teacher lottery. It takes away that luck of which teacher you're getting. And, and as a planning partner, one of the most proud experiences I've ever had planning was when a new teacher in our campus, her AP scores were the same as everyone else who had been teaching for several years, which meant that we provided the structure. All the kids were getting the same learning and were prepared. And so that's so important because usually that new teacher, whether it's an AP course, EOC tested course, it's hard to understand the expectations, kind of like what you're saying. Until you see the test, you really don't know. And so leveraging that experience is so important. Absolutely. And um, also during that collaborative planning time, okay, also with that collaborative planning time, I know as new teams, uh, especially when you have people that haven't taught that content before, it was so important for our teams to meet so frequently. Like the one day a week planning didn't, wouldn't work for us. We would not have been able to get through all the conversations that we needed to get through and breaking down the standards, making sure that we were comfortable with assessments, making sure that we understood not just what we were going to cover each day, but how we were going to cover it each day and have those conversations. Like literally, I think the planning partners and I, we met every day for at least the first year we were all together. And not just the what and the how, but also the why. Because yeah. a lot of times we see teachers are, if they're not actively part of the, the planning process, they can give a lesson, but not knowing why the lesson is being given and the connections makes it really hard to bring those things to our students. Yeah, so I feel very strongly about prioritizing and protecting that collaborative planning time and making sure we're showing up for our teammates and, and being accountable to them. If we say we're going to do something, then we need to follow through and do it. I think that was the best part of knowing I had support also with the team, that you know that you have someone who has your back. And even something as simple as, being out with a substitute, since we have a common understanding and we've commonly planned, they can help support my kids if I'm not there. It also helps with leveraging tutorials and the other things that sometimes can be difficult with our out-of-school schedules. If we're all on the same page and they're our, all our kids, we can all help them. That's perfect. So what do you think the hardest thing is for new teams? I think it's that trust. It's, it's hard to trust that the planning that you're doing is a good use of time, especially when it's you feel like you're living day to day. And it's so important that just giving a lesson and just having the kids in the class is great. But if there's no purpose to it, if we haven't planned it, there's no connection with how that's going to lead to the formative and then the summative assessments. We're just teaching for teaching's sake. And our kids deserve better than that. They need to have the best instruction every day, and that's that's hard. And I think the other thing with teams is it's a process. It's easy to look at a very high-performing team and be like, why can't we be there? They didn't start there. They had to go through. They stormed. They got to where they were performing and then at a high level. So also being patient that it's it takes time to get rolling. And once you do have that trust, like we say in the classroom, it's about building relationships. You build your relationships with your team. You do that by being present, by being an active member, by bringing the materials that you're asked to bring, being prepared. The things that we would expect out of our kids in our classroom, we should expect out of ourselves. 
in that planning. I think that is so powerful. And just knowing that there's a lot of things that can get in the way that this is the most important part of our work. Research shows that when planning is done properly, backwards planning, understanding of the formative assessments, clear understanding of summative assessments, kids grow. And we're in the business of students being better off by being in our class than just, we don't want them to plateau. That's great. And I know like we have, it can feel like a lot of new programs or if you're coming from another district, like learning the exam view or learning Canvas or the new grade book, like it can be a lot, but our teams are there to support us. The IC is there to support the teams. Coordinators, we're here to support you guys. Like anything that you need, let's not let that be a barrier. Let's figure out solutions for those issues so that we can really focus on the planning pieces as well. Don't be afraid to ask for support. It's it's so important that if your team needs help or if you need different resources, you've got to ask. We're, we're not looking at it as your team's not performing the way it should. That's part of the process. Is, and we want our kids to be resilient. We want our kids to have that stick to it in us. We have to do the same ourselves. There will be struggles when you're planning together, but we need to reach out so that we can all work together. Because like we say, our students, we look at our teachers, Meredith and I, and we're there to support you. Your campus is there to support you. So don't be afraid to ask for that support. All right. Well, thank you guys for listening. Um, We have one more thing before we go. We want to end each week with a challenge for you guys for the next week. And so since the next week is Celebrate Freedom Week and Constitution Day, we're challenging you guys to take pictures or videos of the great things that you're doing to celebrate and honor those um, celebrations and then tag us in them. And we're going to put everyone into a drawing for an awesome prize that you would get announced the following week. If you don't follow us on Twitter, we're at FISD underscore SS underscore studies. That's also um, available if you go to Canvas. There's a link to our website, and it has our tweets there, so you can just click there if you'd like. Definitely follow us. We, we're lucky to follow some amazing teachers in the district and, and across the country. Great resources and great ideas of, of things to help also as you're planning for your students. All right, you guys. Thank you, and have a fabulous weekend. And a great Constitution week. <laughs>